Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And Lindsay. Yes. Like to ask you, how are you holding up? I'm okay. Yeah. I am extremely busy with many, many things. Nice. And so I have started a very long to-do list on my notes on my phone because <laughs> if I and I'm in sections as well because I keep feeling like I'm forgetting all these little things and then you know what I do? I disassociate and I read. <laughs> and I just stop doing anything. How about you, Chris? How are you holding up? How's it going with the meds? Uh one week down. I feel better question mark. I don't know. It's still a little early to tell. I feel like the euphoria of the first few days of that whole mm-hmm. living on, I'm doing good things for myself. Look at me. Wee. Uh, it kind of wore off okay. towards the end of the week. Um, but as far as my focus and my energy levels, I do feel like they're still a little sharper. Not positive. If it's um, through habit or through the meds or whatever it is. Uh, But I guess we'll continue to find out. Stay tuned. So today we we really want to talk about something that I think doesn't get discussed enough and something that I wish I would have known about sooner. And it's the uh, lesser discussed symptoms of depression. Yes. And some of these are things that only in the last couple years they're starting to also look for, doctors are looking for mm-hmm. in their patients. A lot of uh, trying to recognize in terms of, like, what, um, lost my train of thought, got distracted <laughs> by a dog. Yeah, so, you know, there's a no-size-fits-all sort of thing. I think there's something that, you know, whenever you watch those de- depression, like, oh, take these pills, um, it's always, have you lost your ability to enjoy normal things? Do you feel down and hopeless? Have your sleeping patterns changed? And so that's kind of this figure in your mind. You you start thinking of someone who's really apathetic and kind of sleepy and Mm -hmm. and, and unhappy and sad. And I think it can make you feel like, especially if that's not really exactly how you experience depression, maybe like you're not the norm. And I think we all experience internally and kind of our mental processes similarly mm-hmm. um, with depression, but it we will outwards express them differently. Yes. Yes. That was not very uh, concise or graceful. But my leg is super itchy, and that was all I could think about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Itchiness, by the way, not one of the symptoms. Not a symptom. <laughs> Though, we are going to start with one that's kind of a weird outlier. Uh, it's one that we'd only ever heard about, like, really recently. Yeah, and I think um, uh, a particularly loved actor that mm-hmm. we all know uh, put it out there. Excessive smiling, also known as smiling depression. Yeah, that's a real thing. We'll look it up. Yep. So this is this is quite literally the external version of the big old, you know, uh, kind of meme-ish image of somebody wearing a smiley face mask while they are crying behind it. It's that idea that in order to show off 
their feelings. They ha- they choose only to show smiling. They only choose to show happiness. Robin There's Williams no is a really perfect example. That's the actor I was talking about. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't you don't typically see people uh, exhibit this kind of depression unless it is so in their nature. Uh, it is something that I myself have also been guilty of on occasion when I was younger. Uh, yeah, I would say it's pretty atypical. Yeah, it is definitely not a standard form of depression. It could we could honestly, if we <laughs> if we had the enough time to do the research on it, we could do a whole episode on just that by itself. But yeah, and it's not to say that your depression is different. You're still so one of the things I think we all experience is we we have we we blame ourselves for a lot of things. Yeah, you know. So let's say. Um, you're all on a sport team and mm-hmm. your team loses. And instead of being like, wow, our team just didn't play as well today, but better luck next time. If you have depression, you're more likely to be like, God, I'm the worst. I'm such a fucking failure. I should have trained more. Everyone said that I sucked and I, I do suck. I'm just the And you really lay a lot of blame with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I think a lot of people um, experience but how they outwardly... So then this moves us on to like a workaholic. So some people get... Um, I know we're skipping around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get obsessively um, taken over by working. So <laughs> Also an atypical behavior. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's fun when you uh, when you come to realize that you're, you're filling the uh, time that you would spend uh, being depressed... With time that you could spend being exhausted instead, uh, mentally, physically, whatever possibility. And then given the choice between taking time to spend with yourself and calm down and relax. No, no, no. I've got to keep working because that's how I keep the demons quiet. I think it'd be interesting if they did a, a study on introverts versus extroverts and how they experience it and if it's more of a male extrovert thing to be a smiling depressive workaholic <laughs> <laughs> versus an internal more introverted person it's possible uh i i don't it's one of those things where you, you're not gonna know <laughs> we're still it's still in the still figuring it out and um one that I found really interesting and inspiring i we got a message from one of our listeners and they asked us to do an episode on anger mm-hmm. and rage specifically. And I started really researching it and it and it started talking about how mostly males, but not necessarily, but they experience depression with a lot of anger. And I know I've dealt with a lot of irritability and it kind of comes hand in hand. And that's not necessarily what you would imagine when you think of someone who's depressed. Yeah, it's it comes with that whole being on your last nerve aspect of of depression. Yeah. Where every little thing, it doesn't matter how insignificant, it can ruin your day instantly. And I know that I've been told by family members, you know, I just feel like I have to walk on eggshells with you because you'll just snap. And, I mean, it, it sucks that, that that's the way I've portrayed myself. Because I feel like I'm being really generously patient <laughs> with people in my life. Yeah. And very loving and very giving. And then I guess from people who don't experience depression, I'm seen as really kind of withdrawn and testy and overly emotional and irritable. I know that I am absolutely uh, irritable a lot of the time. But when I'm in a more public setting, or if I'm, you know, in my work hours, 
I hide that as much as humanly possible because that is something that uh, will get you fired for one and True. two. Um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Well, that's why I think you're more prone to being overly cheerful and yeah. all smiling. Mm-hmm. But when I'm when I'm finally like settling down for the mm-hmm. evening, or if I'm at a if I'm in a place where all I want to do is be by myself and be alone and not be bothered. I will absolutely snap on whoever interrupts that. Yeah. It is it is almost guaranteed unless it's it, unless it's a certain set of circumstances just because I went years without having really any me time. So now I treasure it and I hoard it. Yeah. Um and I think that's where so some of the you know what happens then if you're angry and you're irritable and you don't understand why mm-hmm. and then you get a lot of people like talking to you, who, people who you love and who love you and they're like, you know, you're just hard to be around and I don't understand why you're so angry with me all the time. I'm just trying to talk to you. I'm just trying to understand what's going on with you. You start experiencing guilt. Guilt. Enormous amounts of guilt. So much guilt. Guilt for everything. Guilt for upsetting your family. Guilt for not finishing that project. Guilt for not doing better. <laughs> Guilt for not taking the steps that you said you were going to take a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Guilt for not messaging back that person who messaged you on Facebook and you totally meant to and you read the message and you just didn't get back to them because you didn't have the spoons because you were busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guilt is a rough thing. We've done an episode yes, already on it. So if you want a little more on that fun aspect of depression, trust me, we've got it all covered. But that's not something I think if you go into a psychologist and you're like, yeah, I experience just a lot of guilt all the time. They're going to be like, yeah, you're depressed. Yeah, no, that's never <laughs> going to be like the end all be all diagnosis. You could just be Catholic. You never know. Like <laughs> it, it's it comes from a place of just you understand that sometimes you you're responsible for all the bad that's going on in the world. And you're like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not actually responsible for all this. You can't tell yourself that, though, because then you feel guilty for lifting yourself up when you should feel like shit. You know, I went through a really bad time of feeling guilty all the time about so many things. It was I felt like I was drowning. And I remember I think it was my sister I was talking to. And she said, really, guilt is a completely useless thing to be experiencing. Like, if you want to feel... (laughs) something and you want to you want to change that's fine but don't like hoard the guilt don't you know if you feel bad that you didn't do something or you're like oh man i hurt this person's feelings that sucks don't feel guilty do something to fix it you know Mm -hmm. but don't just sit and ruminate by the way rumination is something that almost all depressives do is we ruminate too much so yeah, no, everybody does that. That's just a, one of those uh, across the board. Yeah. Um, so instead of ruminating and thinking about it and feeling guilty and feeling bad, do something or forgive yourself. Yeah. You know, either uh, way you should forgive yourself. Ideally, yeah, do both. Yeah, you should, I mean, you should. But, but it, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but basically, yeah, guilt is, is a very almost unnecessary emotion. Does it, that make sense? It does. It, I mean, you can feel... You can feel guilty if you do something that hurts someone or, you know, if it's if it's something where it's just like, I feel bad about that. But that's that is all it should be is you should feel bad and then move on. 
Right, and or you should you should fix it. I think yep. it's the it, the guilt is kind of the emotion after that. It's what you mm-hmm. when you've been sitting on it. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could be wrong. We're not <laughs> professionals. <laughs> One of the other things that comes with uh, depression is uh, we've kind of grouped these all together because I I I also feel like I think we both feel that these are hand in hand <laughs> some of the worst parts of when you're in that depressive fog is the memory loss, the concentration loss, and the indecisiveness. I really was confused for a long time by how bad my memory was Mm -hmm. and how bad my concentration was. I thought for a while, and I, I still might have ADD or some sort of ADHD, I thought maybe something really traumatic happened, which, by the way, if you have really bad uh, blank spots, years, you might have had a big trauma and your brain had to protect yourself. So that's something to look into. Yes. But yeah, when I finally started realizing that a lot of it was due to my depression, it was kind of a relief. It's, uh, yeah, I, I noticed it primarily when I started getting into my late 20s was when my memory was just starting to just go... No, there's no there's no good memories that I've got right now. I'm I'm only going to remember the bad things. Or, you know, somebody has to talk to me three or four times in a row because I'm too busy having a thousand yard stare. Yeah, the the whole concentration for me sometimes it's like I think that might go with disassociating. So yeah. you just aren't able to stay in your body in the moment with the person mm-hmm. and it really sucks. That gets tied in with guilt. You've you've all heard us get to those points in this very podcast. That's true. We're we're just we are more than capable of having uh, having that indecisiveness, that concentration, just go out the window. We are we will fumble on our words and immediately just go. Hold on, don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and then the indecisiveness is something that I haven't had to suffer too much from because I think I get so at the end of my rope, I just make a decision. But I th- I've i seen a lot of friends where it, they're the ones, I think, also who experience more anxiety um, when they just can't decide certain things. Let's say we're in a store and they're trying to figure out what to choose and it's so overwhelming and there's just so much going on and they can't figure it out and they start having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes with the concentration loss, the memory loss of, wait, why did I come in here to this lane? And so something that I did to help myself with that kind of thing, once I realized I had these issues was I started writing a lot of more lists for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't journal as much as I should, but I did start trying to do like daily journals of what happened that day. So I don't lose months and months of my life or my year. Like I I have, I can, you know, if you asked me what I did yesterday, it would take me a hot minute to really remember. I have some severe memory issues. Yeah, no, I I literally, I, I was joking the other day with my coworkers saying, Hey, you know what's kind of funny? I can remember friggin' Scruff McGruff's address from a commercial from the early 90s. But I couldn't tell you what I did last week. Yeah. If you asked me, hey, what's Scruff McGruff's address? Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 61652. And I don't know why (laughs) that is in my head. As well as the address for Stick Stickly from Nickelodeon. These are things that my brain decided to remember instead of my day-to-day, which leads us to another change in behavior, 
your change in your sense of humor. Yes. And I think I know I much when I'm not going through depression, which I'm not really going through right now, I think I'm a lot more positive. My jokes are a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get sillier about things. Sure. And then when I and you can go back into the podcast when we're both really depressed and hear how dark mm-hmm. our sense of humor can get. I've almost always, as far back as I can think of, I've always had a darker sense of humor. But when I am in my deepest depression, there is no limit to how dark I will go. I will not actually stop myself. I think it can be a little much for people who aren't going through what you're going through. Because you feel like you're going through an emotional war zone. You know, you're yeah. you're angry and irritable. You're tired. You're having memory loss. You're um, trying to make sure everyone's still happy and keep... People are used to you being at a certain level of energy and ability and you just don't have that. And so suddenly things that just aren't or not supposed to socially be very funny yeah. are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because I, I you hit a point where gallows humor is so fundamentally important. And I mean, it, it, it is important for people who are going through. It's a survival mechanism. It absolutely is. It's for people who are going through the darkest of times. It is where the phrase gallows humor comes from is literally you see people getting executed day in, day out. It leads you to a place where you can't see the light of day. So if you're somebody who's not going through depression right now and you're seeing your um, partner making jokes that you find kind of inappropriate or stingy and harsh, Mm -hmm. it might be because they're going through depression. And that's the only way that they're coping with it right then. It is, it is sometimes so impossible to see. <laughs> Ironically enough, it's impossible to smile sometimes, so all you can do is laugh. Yes. That's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, which kind of leads us, speaking of smiling and all of that, physical standpoint, there are also physical symptoms of depression that are not talked about as much. Things such as aches, pains, cramps, digestive problems, neck and back pain, things like that. It's a lot of stuff that can be attributed to other stuff. Other things like especially no, if you're I sit in a desk all day, you yeah, know. I sit in a desk all day. I have a bad bed. Uh, you know, I've got any number of things, you know, I've got bad shoes. Yeah, Any and it could be those things as well. So of course you should stretch and try to exercise and have a good bed. But if there just seems to be, for whatever reason, you get these headaches or you become very light sensitive or your skin gets really sensitive and, and nobody can figure out what's wrong with you, part of it might be the fact that you have depression. And I think it's interesting that they're starting to make these connections where um, psychologically we're dealing with so much stress and anxiety and unhappiness. It's like a poison and it starts to show up in physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, ultimately, there are psychosomatic reactions. Again, we're not doctors, but these are things that can occur in the human body. And the biggest thing that they talk about, I think, on commercials and when you go to a doctor, you're filling out form is uh, weight gain or loss. Yeah. A very quick amount, uh, large amount over a short period of time. So obviously... There's some physical stuff that's going on, and now they're just starting to figure out, oh, it's all this other stuff. And one that can really fuck up a relationship is low sex drive. Yeah. Um, 
It's one that kind of sneaks up on you because, you know... Life happens. Life happens. You're tired. Mm -hmm. You're coming home from work. The Mm -hmm. last thing on your mind is getting some hanky-panky on. But Hanky panky. Yeah, I'm going with hanky. Okay. That's fair. No, that's good. Let's keep it that way. Oh, keep going. Darn, I was going to say get some fuck on, but all right, let's. <laughs> so, hanky panky. Hanky panky. So, the last thing on your mind is, somehow, ironically enough, something good and healthy and pleasurable. Yeah, look, when you're stressed. And you're tired, and you're upset, and you're irritable, and you're so you're just so tired, and you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Those are not sexy feelings. So, no. and actually, that can help you reconnect with your partner and have good emotions flooding you. Just like exercising and eating well can pep you up a little bit, having sex can pep you up a little bit. Yes. So we should be doing more of those things, but you know, here we are groveling in our unhappiness. Yeah. And it's you know. Fucking, fucking chemicals and life events and hormones, man. There's a lot that can go wrong. I mean, one of the first things that a doctor should do, as soon as you mention, especially things like weight gain, loss, anything like that, first thing that your doctor should probably do, check your thyroid. Yep. Almost always, a good doctor will go, okay, you've gained this much weight in this amount of time, we gotta check your thyroid, because if there's something going on there... Who knows? That also interferes with giving you depression-like symptoms. Yes. So here's the thing. is A lot of what we've been mentioning can be a part, of, like we said, of something else. You know, if you have a lot of cramps and you have a lot of digestion problems and you're a woman, you could have endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having, you know, just you're, you're aching and you're tired all the time and your sense of humor is kind of going, Ari, you might just have a bad... Uh, mattress and you're just not sleeping enough and just being sleep deprived can make you grumpy and and a little bit more humorless. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I think these aren't discussed quite as much. But the great thing is if you already know you have depression and you are experiencing these, but you didn't realize these could be it, there's things you can do to kind of help. And like we said, talking about the journaling, mm-hmm. um, just being like, wow, I am working way too much. I will maybe kind of cut back on that. Didn't realize that could be part of the depression. Recognizing that there are, you know, various things that we will do to distract ourselves. And most of them are, let's face it, self-destructive. Yeah. And I think we all, f- I feel sometimes so out of control of myself with the emotions that I deal with and the depression and the anxiety, having an ounce of control over how I process it and how I deal with it, that can mean a huge difference for me. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Sorry if I'm talking weird. That's another thing we didn't talk about. Your speech can get kind of funky when you're going through. <laughs> I feel like we've mentioned it in an episode before, but it is definitely something that... Uh... So I think I might be headed, like, just really getting real close to depression because I'm about to have a huge several life changes within a couple of weeks. But we'll see. Maybe I'll be okay. Fingers crossed. Yay, fingers crossed. Thank you all for listening. This may have been a little bit more of a wild ride kind of episode. I think we're both in that same headspace right now of just like, shit's wild, man. Yeah, but I think it was good. It was educational. Yes. I hope. I, I, I always hope. But as for us, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the subreddit, and if you want to support us directly, visit our Patreon. Or if you want, you can send us something directly and email us at mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. 
thank you so much for the listen. And I hope that some of this was helpful and inspiring. Um, and as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just get over it. it.